This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 14, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. John McCain and Barack Obama have talked about spending. They've talked about the military, but what have they said about spending the military and homeland security? Ben Friedman, a research fellow in defense and homeland security studies at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. Whoever the next president is will have to confront runaway defense spending uh, because of the pressures on the budget. But neither candidate views it as necessary right now to talk in any kind of specific way about cutting the defense budget. Uh, People worry a lot, or people who like defense spending worry a lot that Democrats are going to cut the defense budget, but that has not been the case in recent years. Democrats have basically said, we only lose elections by uh, going after defense spending. We win on other issues, so we're essentially going to cede the issue to Republicans you spend as much as you want, and we'll talk about something else. And that's been the attitude of the Democratic Congress, which hasn't touched base defense spending, although they're against the war in Iraq. And that's been the attitude of Obama, who hasn't uh, proposed a single defense program that he thinks we ought to get rid of, uh, though he's he's talked somewhat critically about future combat systems, which is the Army's modernization program, and a couple other things. But he hasn't proposed canceling anything, and he has signed up for the president's Planned, which is underway to expand the ground forces, the Army and Marines, by 92,000 troops, which is, according to the Congressional Budget Office, going to cost about $108 billion over five years, which we're already paying for. So there's no sign that Obama's going to cut the defense budget based on his words. And Richard Danzig, who's one of his top defense advisors, said recently he was quoted saying that Obama wouldn't cut the defense budget for a couple of years. So the future's unknowable, but there's not a lot of evidence that he would cut it. McCain is a little more specific about his plans for the defense budget. He says that he would do a couple of things. He doesn't say he would cut defense spending, but he says he would manage it uh, or scrub it, I think is the word that he used. He says he would get rid of cost-plus contracting and earmarks in defense spending. Now, earmarks in defense spending in fiscal year 2008 were less than $8 billion, which is not much money in the grand scheme of the defense budget, which was over $500 billion without even... Uh, getting into the war in the, in fiscal year 2009. Uh, so getting rid of $7 billion worth of earmarks might be a worthy endeavor, but it's hardly going to uh, contain a lot of costs. McCain also says, as I just mentioned, that he wants to get rid of cost plus contracting. Cost plus contracting occurs in the Pentagon because you don't know what a lot of things you're going to build are going to cost. So a cost plus contract just says, you build it, we'll pay you for what it costs to build it. So a lot of people think this just gives the contractors an incentive to spend as much as they want and then send the government the bill. That seems to be what McCain is implying. He says, you get rid of this, we'll save a lot of money. Well, it really doesn't work that way. The defense contractors, number one, essentially have one client, which is the Pentagon. And if they did that, they would be blacklisted or punished in some way. They have repeated interactions. So they can't just gouge the government blatantly like that. On top of that, uh, a fixed price contract which is what McCain wants to use to replace cost plus contracting uh, doesn't really make sense if you don't know what the cost of the thing is going to be. What's going to happen there is the defense contractor, if you say you must have a fixed price contract, will just give you a much higher number up front to cover the probable increased costs that are incurred because you don't know what the thing's going to cost. If you want to build a, a stealth bomber that you've never bought before. Uh, You don't understand the technologies. You can't price it. So uh, a fixed price contract doesn't make a lot of sense, and they'll just cover themselves by creating a much larger upfront contracting cost. 
the other thing that would happen is if they, you give them a fixed price contract and they're they're made to if you really force it down their throats, then they're just going to blow through the fixed price contract a lot of times, and then. You'll, if you're managing the Pentagon, you'll be confronted with a contractor who says we can't stay within these parameters, and you can either not have the program uh, because the contractor's not going to go on building something that they're losing a lot of money on, or you can give them a new contract. And because the stuff in, in defense spending we really want, uh, you're going to just give them a new contract. And that's what happens uh, traditionally when contractors bust through fixed-price contracts. So that's a long way of saying that we're not going to save any money on by getting rid of cost plus contracts. So McCain's numbers on defense uh, don't really add up. He's not really going to save uh, any money by getting rid of earmarks and, and uh, cost plus contracts. On the other hand, he says he wants to expand the, the ground forces by 150,000 on top of the 92,000 that uh, we're now expanding it by. And that's a very expensive proposition that will cost 20, maybe $25 billion a year until the uh, expansion is accomplished and then add continual costs into the defense budget. So he's really going to add a lot of defense spending. So there's really no prospect right now for lower defense spending uh, with either of the candidates we got. Uh, McCain has said that he would cut three particular defense programs, Future Combat Systems, which is the Army's modernization program, Airborne Laser, which is a type of missile defense, and the Globemaster C-17 cargo plane. Now, uh, these programs all probably deserve to be canceled, and it, it's, it's, uh, it would probably save taxpayers something like $10 billion a year if we got rid of these programs. However, it's likely that if they were canceled, they'd repla be replaced by something that's almost as expensive. Uh, and on top of that, there's a curious facet to McCain's opposition to these three particular programs. Uh, number one, when Obama said the other day uh, something skeptical about future combat systems, McCain attacked him for saying uh, he wanted to get rid of future combat systems, which was odd because McCain had himself come out against the program. But on top of that, these are all Boeing programs, and, and McCain has a history of animosity with Boeing going back to the tanker deal. Uh, that occurred back in 2002 through 2004, where the, the Air Force uh, leadership led by Jim Roach, who was Secretary of the Air Force, worked with Boeing to try to put a tanker deal through uh, where we, we, the United States, would lease tankers from Boeing for what auditors at the GAO and places like that thought was an exorbitant price. And uh, McCain fought this battle against this, this deal and defeated it and uh, exposed corruption via subpoena power uh, in the Air Force, and uh, this woman, Darlene Drunyan, who was a contracting official, went to jail, and a bunch of Boeing officials were fired. But McCain seems to be prosecuting a war against Boeing uh, to this day as a result of that, for better or for worse. He, uh, he also got involved in, in the current iteration of the Boeing tanker deal, where he wrote letters to Secretary of Defense Robert Gates, which seemed to uh, aid the position of Northrop when they were setting up the requirements. So he said, you look, you got to change the requirements for this program in these two ways, and those two ways happen to be beneficial for Northrop. So that was rather strange, and uh, it's interesting to note that the three defense programs he opposes are all Boeing programs. But they're, uh, they're probably programs that should be canceled, so we'll, we'll take it where we can get it. John McCain also, when it comes to war spending, seems to place a great deal of stock in what generals on the ground say uh, when it comes to troop levels and uh, when it comes to uh, how w wars that we are engaged in are prosecuted, does that mean he's outsourcing those spending decisions as well? 
I think that that sort of remains to be seen. Uh, he, he has had traditionally a more adversarial attitude with with the Pentagon on at least some projects. Most prominently, the Boeing tanker deal that occurred back in you know 2002 through 2004, where he, uh, from his, uh, his chair over in the Senate, basically stopped that contract, which was attached to a defense appropriations bill as an earmark, and he was an authorizer, so he didn't like it being attached as an earmark that didn't go through the authorization committee. But in, in, in defense spending, he's shown a proclivity to fight with the Pentagon a little bit, so I don't know that his relationship with generals would be as um, subservient as it is uh, the way he talks about wars. What have uh, Obama and McCain said about homeland security spending? Uh, neither candidate says much about homeland security spending. They have specific plans, but they essentially amount to doing what we do now better. Uh, we have to have better communications for first responders. We have to uh, pay for uh, uh, security in local communities. These are things we're already doing. Um, generally speaking, uh, Obama seems more likely to spend more on homeland security than McCain. That's because Democrats in general are more enthusiastic about giving money to local responders, uh, partially to cover, I think, their right flank uh, as they're pulling out of Iraq. They want to say they're hawkish about some things. They say they're hawkish about Afghanistan and homeland security spending. So Obama fits that mold. He says, well, we got to give more money to homeland security uh, first responders and uh, you know, uh, inspect every cargo container entering the United States and things like this. Now, this is sort of ironic or strange because he says at the same time, well, we have to have a more risk-based homeland security approach. Uh, and so, you know, people like me who study homeland security say, terrific, a risk-based homeland security approach would probably mean that we're not going to spend any money on homeland security in places like Vermont, where the odds of terrorism are very low and the spending to mitigate it are, is unlikely to be effective. Well, that's not what Obama means like it. He, he's just basically using uh, risk-based spending as a slogan uh, to... Uh, uh, encourage people like me and trick us, but he actually, uh, it, from what he says about Homeland Security, which again isn't much, there's nothing risk-based about it. Ben Friedman is a research fellow in defense and Homeland Security Studies at the Cato Institute. Cato Audio is a dynamic monthly CD that brings you inside the Cato Institute for events and speeches. You can subscribe at Cato.org.